Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and Welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Now, later on in the show, I want to give you an update on a growing national grassroots movement that, well, to a certain extent, was first given some major exposure right here on the Sports Edge just a few months ago. And I'm eager to give you the latest news regarding something called Save the Game. Now this is quite a phenomenon regarding a huge national push to once again make baseball a much more enjoyable, much more uh, fun game to play and to watch. And as we all know, that's something that uh, unfortunately, sadly, Major League Baseball has somehow forgotten how to do. Anyhow, I'll tell you more about Save the Game later on in the hour. Plus, I'll give you a website uh, where you can find out more information if you want to to join this growing movement. But first up, I want to come back to the growing issue of name, likeness, and image, and how it relates to athletes. Not just athletes in college, but even at the high school, and filtering down to, to travel and club teams, middle school, this is really this is really quite something and, and I, I it's just truly at least to me a truly bold new frontier for amateur athletes at all levels and I want to share with you some of the more interesting developments that have occurred in just since this was basically allowed again as you know name likeness and image basically allows uh, athletes not only at the college level but in many high school levels as well where they can pretty much cash in on the use of their name, the use of their photographic likeness, uh, their image, whatever it might be. They can now, they're allowed to go out and get paid for making appearances, uh, doing autograph sessions, uh, using social media on their own accounts uh, to generate followers and, and get advertisers. It's really sort of unprecedented, uh, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, there, there are things going on that you may be aware of, maybe not, but you ought to be aware of, particularly if you're a coach, if you're a sports parent, because, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just totally uh, unprecedented. And again, the concept is 
very simple. I mean, for years and years, if you played sports at the collegiate level, you were simply not able to be involved in any kind of endorsement deal in which you were paid for your services or appearances. And if you did get paid and money was exchanged, well, you would totally run the serious risk of not only losing your college eligibility as an athlete, but if you were on an athletic scholarship, well, that would go up in smoke as well. Now, as you might imagine, all college athletes took this mandate very, very seriously. And of course, high school athletes were never tempted to take any money. It just wasn't done. But then, over the last uh, you know couple of years, the name, likeness, image issue, the NIL issue, has come into sharp focus with the NCAA and with colleges around the country. And suddenly, the long-standing NIL NIL limits were limit were lifted. They're gone. And now, as you know, we have college athletes cashing in in big, big ways with all sorts of NIL deals. Okay, I'm sure you're looking at this thing. So far, so good. What's the downside? Well, we'll talk about this. We also know that high school athletes and their parents are obviously watching all this unfold at the collegiate level, and the high school athletes are wondering if they may be able to cash in as well. Now, for example, and by the way, friends, I'm going to get into this, and I'm going to get your thoughts and comments about this on either side of this issue, and of course, we'll take your calls here at 877-337-6666. But again, let me get down to actual specifics. Perhaps the most notable example reported just last year was the the curious case of the top high school Texas quarterback who graduated from high school early so that he could enroll at Ohio State as a freshman. He skipped his senior year in high school. And by doing so, by going to Ohio State early, he could then cash in on NIL money that was allegedly worth close to $1.4 million dollars. Now, again, we talked about this case a few weeks ago, but again, I use it as sort of the the prism to see what's going on. This kid's name, this quarterback's name, Quinn Ewers, well, he played as a freshman this past fall on the Buckeyes football team. He didn't play very much. From what I could find uh, on the, doing my research, he got in for only two snaps all season and didn't even throw a pass. And then just a few weeks ago, he announced that he was now going to transfer out of Ohio State and go back to his home state of Texas. He's transferring to the University of Texas. Now, this is a kid, just so you know, who was considered the, the, the top, top quarterback, top football player out of Texas just a year ago. But because in Texas, he, couldn't, he wasn't allowed as a high school athlete to basically partake of any NIL deals, he decided, well, you know what, I just have one or so more course to, to finish up. He took that, got his degree from high school, and decided to enroll at Ohio State, which obviously, like, there were dozens of colleges after this kid. He was that good. And he went to Ohio State as a freshman, and that's where he got his $1.4 million NIL deal, and he could obviously partake of that because now he was in college and he wasn't back in high school. All right, so the story goes that according to media reports, Ohio State – refused to promise Ewers that he would be the starting quarterback in 2022. And the kid, well, well, I mean, he said, I, 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 thanks. I've already sat on the bench for a year. Uh, I'm going to go back to my to University of Texas, my home state. Now, I would imagine that the coaching staff at Ohio State, if you follow college football, 
I imagine they're pretty happy with their current quarterback, a kid who's a redshirt freshman, in other words, a year ahead of yours, uh, C.J. Stroud, who had a fantastic year this year for the Buckeyes. So, just to be clear about this, the Ewers kid graduates from high school early in Texas because that's a state that didn't allow high school athletes to accept NIL money. And he goes off to college where NIL is legal, but when he gets to Ohio State, he sits on the bench all season behind C.J. Stroud. Now, I gather the Ewers, the quarterback kid, I mean, he's still able to collect more than a million dollars in NIL money for basically playing two downs and not even throwing a pass. <laughs> Think about that. The kid doesn't play, and he gets a million dollars as a freshman in college. And, of course, he had his athletic scholarship, too. <laughs> as the saying goes, it's pretty good work if you can get it. And it's all legal. Okay. Speaking of the University of Texas, it's also been reported that a bunch of their linemen on the football team have banded together and will be doing an NIL deal of their own, in which they're going to be asked to make some appearances at a few charitable events. It's not really clear yet what those charitable causes will be, but that's the connection. And anyhow, in exchange for these, these appearances, which, by the way, is being funded by wealthy Texas alums who will provide the money, uh, they promise to provide an annual payment of $50,000 to each University of Texas lineman. <laughs> okay, I'm not making this up. This has been reported in, in media. Again, this is pretty sweet. So the football players who are not, these linemen are not well known. They're going to get their full athletic scholarship. And in addition, they're going to pocket 50 grand a year in NIL money. Now, cynics are already suggesting that this is just another added recruiting attraction for the University of Texas program. In effect, they're going to be giving these guys free money to make a few appearances at a couple of events. On the other side of the coin, people say, well, after all, these, these kids are in college. Uh, they're playing in a program that, yes, gives them a college scholarship at the D1 level, but the coaches are making millions of dollars, uh, the school's making millions of dollars, and these kids don't see a dime. So what's wrong with, not, with sharing the wealth? Well, in theory, that makes a lot of sense, certainly. But again, how does this all play out? Particularly because, <clears throat> we, so we know, the NCAA has always complained they don't have enough people, enough personnel on their staff to ever go out and, and check on all these various programs and make sure things are on the up and up. So I don't expect the NCAA to do anything uh, in terms of trying to go out and investigate if these things are really happening in, in a legit way. Okay, now, I'm quite sure that every top high school athlete all across the country and their parents are watching all of this unfold and they're doing their best to figure out ways as to how they can cash in on, on the gold rush as well. And by the way, this is not just high school athletes, but also most likely this is trickling down to middle school athletes as well. And let's not forget the kids who have bypassed high school sports and pretty much play exclusively on travel and club teams. So my overall question for you today is, for you today is where is this all headed and who's overseeing all this? So again, the NCAA, very much doubt that. And the colleges say that they have their own rules and regulations regarding NIL and their student-athletes. But let's face it, how long are these rules and re regulations going to stay in place uh, when they're highly paid coaches who want to recruit prospects and they dangle NIL money in front of those 
recruits. 877-337-6666. That is our number. You know, let's work from the assumption that this is all good news, and these kids will now be able to earn some real extra cash from their athletic fame. But again, there are a lot of basic questions here. What, what, what's going to happen? What's going to take place? Let's, let's, uh, let's start our conversation this morning with, uh, with Ed over in uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ed, good morning. You're first up on the fan this morning. I nominate Rick Wolf to oversee everything. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's us up in a hurry. <laughs> well, Ed, if I can score an NIL deal that pays me $1.4 million, I'll be more than happy to take on that job. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but then, Rick, you won't be doing this show anymore. You'll be counting your money. <laughs> yes. I guess, you know, it's funny you mention this because I guess I sort of feel a little bit like uh, I, left out, I was left out of the gold rush because, I mean, uh, you know, I grew up at a time, I'm sure you did as well, where, you know, you, you, if you're a college athlete, you, you never got involved in taking money uh, you know, under the table or for making doing deals. It just didn't happen. And now the floodgates are totally open or, or open for business. And I feel like, well, gee whiz, maybe I could have gotten some uh, some extra cash uh, when I was playing sports in college. It's just unbelievable. Well, I just thought of this as I'm sitting in my car talking. Mm-hmm. If the NCAA really wants to get involved, say, okay, son, you're going to make X amount of money through the NIL deals? Okay, we subtract that from your scholarship. Since you're making that money now, then then you got you've got to you got to pay pay for some of the college now. Maybe maybe this this will crack down, but it won't crack down. It's just getting out of control. My, my nephew, who was an assistant uh, baseball coach on the D1 level, had had a recruiting visit about about a month ago, and uh, the question was asked: What do you, what what type of NIL deals can you can you get me? Yeah, this is for baseball. Yeah. And, my nephew didn't know what to say, to be honest, you know? So, Ed, this is no ex- that's exactly where we're going with this because the kids are smart and savvy. Uh, they're looking at all this. And, and of course, I'm sure the, the first question to any college coach is, okay, how much of a, a athletic scholarship are you going to offer me? And then they come up with a number. And the second question, as you just alluded to, is they're going to ask the coach, okay, how much NIL money are you going to guarantee me? And what do I have to do to earn that? I mean, it's just, it's going to be, it's total free agency across the board. And um, Well, look look at the situation right now with the player that, that was the number, the top uh, prospect in the country. He was so already committed, he had committed two years ago to go to Florida State. Then at the last minute, supposedly, Deion Sanders, who says he's not involved, which is hard to believe, yep. is involved with a per- certain company. Now, all of a sudden, supposedly, they've, they've come up with a million dollars for this kid. Now this kid decides to, to renege on his uh, commitment, and now he's going to Jackson State. Yeah. So it's, this, this is going to be out of control, Rick, believe me. And you know what? You know what started all this? It, it may not be tennis. The transfer portal, it, everything's getting so out of control. It, it's, it's, it's no more the student athlete. It's, we should just call it the wild, wild west athlete now, the way it's going. I, Ed, I'm glad you mentioned the situation because uh, with Deion Sanders, uh, you know, the very successful coach now at Jackson State, and uh, all of a sudden the kid who's a top prospect in the country transfers or decides to decommit from Florida State to play football, ends up at Jackson State. Uh, and as you said, people are asking questions, why would a kid do this? Um, I mean, certainly Deion Sanders has had a great impact uh, at Jackson, but the fact is, why, why, why would this take place? And clearly people are asking about the money. What's, what, is this just a money trail situation? Um, I have not seen that confirmed anywhere yet, but since NIL is legal, 
I imagine if that is in fact true, we'll hear about this soon enough. But it's it's it that's another case where kids and their parents, their family, understandably, are going to follow the money trail. They're going to go whatever the cash is, and they can uh, help themselves. And I I you know maybe it's going to be just a, a temporary rush. But I got to tell you, I don't think this is I think this is this is here to stay. I think this is how it's going to be. In terms of just like free agency and with, with professional athletes, uh, same with, with amateur athletes. And it's going to get really out of hand very quickly. Ed, th- thank you for the call as always. Appreciate that's your insights. You bet. Take care. Uh, all right. So we're talking about this concept of NIL and what is going to happen to all these athletes uh, and their parents. And they're going to have their hand out and say, as, as we just heard from Ed Ward, you know, talking about a, a, a baseball coach being asked already by a kid, how much are you going to pay me for NIL? I mean, that's, the kids are going to assume this is guaranteed. And that's part of the whole recruiting process. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. 877-337-6666. I'm very eager to get your thoughts and comments about all this because uh, maybe there is all good. I don't know. I'm just, again, we're on a cusp of a sea change here when it comes to uh, amateur sports in this country. Let me take a time out. When I come back, I'll go right back to the calls. Stay with me. We're talking this morning about NIA deals for high school and college club athletes, uh, any amateur athlete who feels that he or she has some real talent and perhaps uh, can find a sponsor who would like to underwrite that kid uh, in terms of getting to do appearances, autograph uh, sessions, uh, social media stuff. It's just extraordinary how quickly and rapidly this has all uh, been taking place. Um, you know, I... I <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I mean, I was reading an article just uh, the other day in the Washington Post, uh, which did a big article, and they were quoting in the article college coaches, football coaches like Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss and, and Dabo Swinney of, of Clemson, Ryan Day of Ohio State. They were all lamenting the new reality of NIL and how high school football recruits are now going to all these colleges uh, that offer the best deal. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense to me. Not only am I going to get a college scholarship to play football, but I also want to know what kind of NIL money is going to be guaranteed to me to go to Ole Miss or Clemson or Ohio State or whatever college it may be, whatever sport it may be. And the kids also, the kids also right away say, what about I want guaranteed playing time? <laughs> I mean, this is, again, I understand, you know, the, the college coaches, especially the big-time D1 programs, they are all millionaires many times over. I get that. But even they're worried about the so-called development of free agency with kids in college and, of course, uh, the transfer portal, which is basically, you know, fueling a lot of this. So how does a youngster handle an NIL situation? Do they need to talk to uh, an agent? Is that even allowed? Do they just talk to the family attorney? Uh, the kids, uh, really, should they should be mandated? They get a, take a course in financial literacy. I know some colleges are now making that mandatory for, for the student athletes. Uh, I mean, I've always felt, I'm sure you feel the same way that financial literacy, the basics of handling money that should be taught in our, in our public schools. Uh, because after all, I mean, we need our kids to know how to, how to understand, uh, you know, debits and credits and finances and how to pay their bills and responsibility and so on and so forth. I mean, that really should be, in my opinion, a mandatory course for all high school students uh, when it comes to preparing for the real world. Uh, and again, the parents, you know, they know 
if they're savvy about this, there are no rules and regulations regarding NIL. Uh, and, and, you know, basically you're empowering your athlete uh, to call the shots if he or she can. I mean, it, it's just extraordinary. I mean, it's, it's amazing what's going on. We're taking your calls at 877-337-6666. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Rob Freed. Rob, I'm curious to get your thoughts about all this. Rick, I got to tell you something. This this always fascinated me when you brought this up uh, a number of months ago. Yeah. And I go back to the days, you know, I'm going back to my college days. I remember when I ran the, my first Boston Marathon in 1983, the athletic director, his name was Larry Keating at Delphi. He said to me, listen, we're going to pay your flight up to Boston. We're going to give you a hotel room. You must wear the Adelphi singlet. It's, it's against the rules not to wear it. You could lose your scholarship. So if there's any pictures out there, you better have that. You better be wearing that singlet. So on top of that, that was one thing. You couldn't run for a club. You had to put, you had to put where you, when I had a card, I had to sign up for an AAU card. Yeah. And, you know, to prove I was an amateur. All right. And, and when you filled out your application to run, you had to put down your, your, your number and it was all registered and, that's the way it was. You got nothing. I mean, I got $20 meal money. And, and I understand, Rick, it's a different time. But, you know, and I was thinking about this. It's really right now just a very, very select few people. But going forward, like, what you know, what you're saying here is there are no real rules. We need to – this has to be overseen by – if it's not the NCAA, which they don't seem to be interested right now. I don't know if they really can do anything right now. Um we need some type of commissioner, like, you know, some like state by state or, or on a national level. I think going forward, it's maybe a good thing, but in the end, it's really just right now for the select few. But what you just brought up, and I'll leave you with this, this the problem is going to be with a lot of these major programs, uh, the big-time colleges, yep. are going to now promise kids it's going to be – you're going to be paid. You're basically going to select the best, the best players – across the country, at the best institutions, uh, the D1 pro- program level, and they're going to say, listen, we're going to give you $50,000, you know, you're going to be, if you, if you sign on a year, let's say, whatever, and it's all going to be a pay scale. There's no more, there's no more amateur sports, Rick, and, and maybe, maybe that's good on some levels, but on some levels, just being an old school guy, I really don't like it, and I'll just leave you with that. Well, Rob, I'll, let me before I let you go. Let me go back to the days when you were running, uh, you know, for Adelphi, and and uh, because again, I came from the same world uh, that that you know, if you if I worked in the you know, I played baseball in college, sure. and played freshman my my uh, played football my freshman year, but even back then there was a it was a concern that if I worked for the uh, the sports information department uh, doing you know covering the the college basketball team and I was making a few bucks an hour there was always that thought like well will this by doing this have yes, to do yeah, I, I, you know Rick, every what you're saying is true a lot of the athletes they had part-time jobs like the college would we yes. give them a job in the bookstore they give yes. you, you know to make a few bucks that's how we, we made extra money I mean yes it's exactly the way it was back then and you were, you were basically given a stipend. You had to earn your stipend on top of your scholarship. But, you know, it's so different now. It, it was, and really, what a, it just, there's no more amateurism anymore. Well, that's, and, that's what it bought bottom, really sort of boils down to. That's the bottom line. But I remember, like yourself, I mean, like I, going back when I was in school, I'm thinking, geez, I, I hope I don't jeopardize my, my right, amateur I was status. I, 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 even in the off season. 
I, I still had to represent my college. It, I had to every time I signed up for a race. What, what's your club? What do you? Who do you run for? And I have to say, Delphi University. If I didn't, they would. You know, even though the, the scholarships were annually, you had to sign on. I remember it was like a contract. Yeah. <laughs> I had to sign a contract at the beginning of the season. You know, like I'm going to get this amount of money for this, for this semester. I didn't believe it was semester per per semester. It was because we had, it was a three season sport. Baseball, I understand, was like a you know, a yearly thing, and you participated all year in it. But we had indoor season, we had outdoor and cross-country, so it was really split up into three seasons. But, Rick, I don't it's, think in the long run, it's maybe good in the long run, possibly for the elite. And I'm just saying it's the elite athlete that's going to really cash in. Then they got jealousy issues, Rick. What about the kids that are I, making nothing? I'm telling you, it, it's 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 all these wild, things. Wild, wild west. I'm hey, telling you, Rob. Calls, but, you know, <laughs> it's just a, always fascinating. You that, know, that, and have a great and Merry Christmas to you and your family and uh, across the listeners because yeah, I know you're not going to talk to you until next Sunday. Yes. So uh, have a great week. All right, that, Rick. We'll th- talk th- to you thank you, Rob. Appreciate the comments. You know, and 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 yeah, we're talking about the the cascading unforeseen effects that this is going to have. And again, we were just going through the headlines this morning, but clearly, as we've all concluded so far, this is all free agency. Uh, there's no more amateur athletics to, to speak of. Everybody's got their hand out to get paid. Uh, it's going to be wild. And it's, um, again, maybe it just benefits a handful of, of athletes, but that doesn't I mean the question is who determines which athletes get the that get the real payday I mean it's it's and what happens to the guys on the college team or, or the women who don't make any money do they get jealous of their teammates I mean you know the teammates are living high off the hog thanks to NIL but they're not getting anything so how, how does that work out let's continue our calls let's go to uh, Miami uh, Miami Florida Mark is standing by Mark good morning you're next up on the fan good morning um, you know this this topic really uh, bugs me because, you know, you went to college, you worked in the cafeteria, you had your scholarship, uh, but now this thing is going to turn into a real disaster. And let me just make this one point. When we stop sending amateur athletes, I know this is off the scale, to the Olympics, that's when it really got, I believe, out of hand. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have these players who, you know, like you just said, the top dogs are going to get the top money and the second stringers are going to get nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's not not right. If you're going to pay college athletes or now it's starting at the high school level, which is insane, then you really should have like a pay scale of what's equal for everybody. It's It's going to be a clear case, Mark, of the haves, versus the have-nots and the rich get richer. Uh, And that's where, if I'm a coach, I'm going to have to have a difficult time in trying to keep everybody feel that we're all in this together on the same team. We're all putting the same kind of effort because clearly there are going to be some some teammates, if it's a star quarterback or the star uh, point guard in the basketball team or the the leading scorer on the soccer team, they're going to get all the NIL money. Everybody else just says, hey, thanks for being on the team. Simple as that. This is going to be a problem. You, you know. You, you remember the days where, and I'm old school, I'm 63, where you got a, a scholarship to go to a college. That was a bunch of money. Yeah. You were, you were so happy it wasn't funny. Yeah. Well, I, you know, talking to younger people today, uh, they look around, and I guess the difference is the fact they see their, their coaches 
are making millions and millions of dollars coaching, you know, college basketball or college football or whatever it might be, baseball. And they're saying, why don't we get, yeah, we get our scholarships, but why don't we get some of that, that loot as well? We're the ones actually at her, you know, busting our tails and practices and run the risk of getting hurt. Why can't we get some of that, that money as well? And that pretty much was the, the impetus for this NIL movement. Uh, it, it is it is unbelievable stuff. Uh, I, I can assure you that. Mark, th- thank you for checking in this, this morning. Great, great, great topic and a great show. Well, thank thank you for that. I appreciate that. Let me uh, let me go on to get some more calls here. Let me go to um. Let me go to Robert over in Deer Park out in Long Island. Robert, uh, you're next up on the fan. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. And um, thank you for letting me um speak. And um, happy holidays to you and your family. You too. I have a few things to say. Um, this is a very good subject. It's like a Rubik's cube. It twists and twists, but then nothing gets solved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I go refer back to Jim Thorpe. Yes. When Jim Thorpe won all of those um, Olympics, and because he got paid when he went to um, the pros, they stripped him of everything. Reggie sure. Bush, basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, once you pay these athletes, they become professional athletes. I believe they, um, they're exempt from... Um, the Olympics, but I do say the, the government has to step in and make a pay scale that um, um, from the low man to the higher man, um, this is your pay scale. That way everybody's on the same plane and everybody, um, no school can outdo the other one. If you're a junior, you get this. If you're a senior, you get this. If you're a sophomore, you get this. And that's that. I don't know if that's going because, to work because that, that runs counter to the whole idea of of uh, free enterprise and capitalism. Uh, I know I I know what you gr- say with you. I agree with you in terms of it. It makes sense in terms of a, a general concept. But right. you know, colleges are going to say yes, yes, we'll abide by that, and then there's going to be more money slipped well, under the table. One, just, of the, one of the major problems is now that gambling is legal. That's a whole other um, well uh, revenue of money. But There's that's too much that, money to go around. That's that's a whole different topic to be sure. But I'm telling you, in terms of right now, how this is all going to uh, filter down to athletes today and how they're going to grow up with expectations and their parents, it is going to be very interesting to see how this this new uh, wild wild west is going to play yeah, out. It's, it's going to be a fight to get on the team. It's going to be a fight to uh, get playing time. It's going to be a fight to get money. It's going to start fights. And uh, it's, we need to solve problems, not create problems. I, I, I couldn't agree more, and that, that's an excellent way of, of, of putting it. Hey, Robert, th- thank you for checking in this morning. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. This is going to be a real concern, and it's going to really probably focus on the coaches who have to sort of fa- find a way to be fair and to make things happen for all their athletes the best way possible. I mean, And by the way, uh, as I said, this is going to filter down. Don't think for a second – uh, we're talking a lot here about the colleges. The Division One colleges will have deep pockets. Don't think for a second if, if I'm if I'm a high school powerhouse, a high school powerhouse, let's say in, in football or in basketball, uh, you know, like a, a private or parochial school, and I'm looking to keep my program at the top of the heap. I'm sure going to be looking looking to to, uh, to bring in kids at the high school level. Who and, and that, who looking for you know, not only uh, perhaps getting a, a scholarship to go to that private or parochial school, but maybe they want some NIL money as well. That's going to how this is begin to show itself as well too. Don't don't kid yourself. That that's the reality of this. All right, eight seven seven three three seven. 6666, that, of course, is our number. Let me take a time out. When I come back, we'll continue talking about NIL. 
Yes, sir. Back here on the Sports Edge on this Sunday morning. A couple of quick updates for you before we get back to our topic of NIL, how it's going to have a major impact uh, uh, at all levels of sports. Uh, first of all, uh, you remember a few weeks ago we talked about this the, this horrible situation out in Ohio at Bishop Sycamore High School. Uh, well, this past Friday, the New York Times did a major feature on Bishop Sycamore, uh, and, and the article, uh, which was entitled Unfulfilled Promise, I thought it did a very, very nice job in filling in some of the, the painful details that these, these high school football players who really have so little and why they were attracted to this this, this bogus so-called school uh, in the hopes of attracting attention from from college coaches. It, it's, it's a good but very sobering read about these kids, these high school kids, who basically were chasing dreams to someplay, someday play football in college. Um, and by the way, uh, ESPN also did an article this past week about Bishop Sycamore, but I thought it was a bit curious that ESPN really didn't point the finger at, finger at themselves for, for first airing Bishop Sycamore uh, on an ESPN high school football game. I mean, even the commentators on that game were pointing to the fact that this team was kind of disorganized. They weren't really prepared. They they got uh, pretty much crushed by uh, IMG Academy. ESPN really should have come forth and said, "Yeah, we really should have done our homework and find out found out this was not a really a, a legitimate high school." Okay, uh, now I promised you a little quick update about Save the Game in terms of baseball. A few months ago, we talked about uh, a new book entitled Teach Your Kid to Hit So They Won't Quit. It's written by Kevin Gallagher. The ensuing discussion about why young kids should avoid launch angles and always swinging for the fences, well, that led to former Major Leaguer Jeff Fry. Uh, who obviously loves the book as well, and about why the game of baseball and, and has this current emphasis on power hitting, uh, power pitching, uh, defensive shifts, have all led to the game becoming, well, boring and tough to watch. And that's led to sort of this grassroots movement called Save the Game. This is being spearheaded by Kevin Gallagher, Jeff Fry, Pat Gagan, uh, Pat was a, a star pitcher for me at Mercy College. In any event, this movement is suddenly beginning to pop up everywhere. Just the other day, there was a, in Bob Nightingale's uh, baseball column, which is hot, widely read around the country in USA Today. He wrote about it. Uh, CNBC is doing a feature about Save the Game. Lots of radio shows, other columns. And now there's a website where you can go to find out more if you're interested. And while baseball is on a lockout, this is the perfect sort of hot stove topic to get baseball back on track, to get players back to hitting them where they ain't instead of worrying about their launch angles. And if you're a pitcher trying to mix up uh, your pitches and change speeds in order to fool batters instead of trying to always overpower them with, with 90 mile per hour fastballs, to return to having guys who have speed on the bases and surprise plays like a hit and run or a squeeze bunt or bunting for a hit. Real baseball, fun baseball. In any event, let me give you this website if you want to find out more. It doesn't cost you anything to sign up. Uh, you go to savethegameus.com. And let, me, let me spell it out for you. It's one word. There's no spaces. Save the game us. U.S. Savethegameus.com. And again, it doesn't cost anything to join up. You can go through the website very quickly uh, because I really do think this push to bring baseball back to its original roots 
as a fun game for the players and to watch as a fan, I think they're on to something. Again, savethegameus.com. All right, let's return to our, our thoughts about what's going to happen with NIL and college and high school athletes. Uh, it, it's just it's out of control, and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Let's continue our, our conversation. Let's go to uh, Jack Smithlin over in Farallon. Jack, good morning. You're on the fan. How are you, Rick? Good, Jack. Um, you know, there's so many different things. If you remember the movie, you know, this has been happening for a long time, but and I think that it's happened so often in the two major sports, the revenue sports, yep. you know, football and basketball, that if you remember the, the movie Blue Chips, it was all about these, you know, him going out and getting these four studs yep. and promising them everything, giving them cars, houses for their mothers, you know, uh, tractors for their fathers, you know, uh, bags of money. And you know what? It, it, it's time to make it legal. It's time to do it the right way if you're going to do it. You know, when, I, when this first started, I was, I was against it because, like, like Rob, I'm old school. Um, you know, and, and I enjoyed and I coached and I still coach at the amateur level. But if you think about it now, you know, I'm going to be coaching at the professional level because one of the things that this is going to do and I can almost see it already in my neighborhood, all right, is that a lot of the D3 schools are going to get these, these sitting-on-the-bench D1 athletes because, you know, what's going to happen is, is that these athletes who are not going to be the starter right away but could start at many other schools is now going to come to a school and say, hey, listen, what can you offer me? You know, I'll, I won't go to Tennessee or Alabama to play softball. I'll, I'll come to your D3 school and play if you can promise me side money. You know, yep. about – I forget who said it. One of your callers said, you know, that they'll – you know, and one of the ways to deal with it is to make them pay for – take scholarship money away. That will never happen because – in my opinion, that will never happen because – um, then this makes no sense. You know, uh, you give us this and I'll give you that back. Yeah, that makes no sense. So, but the point is, and, and it was a good idea, but you know what? It, it's not going to happen. So, you know, there's so many different things. I mean, even at the, you talked about the powerhouse football. We have here in New Jersey powerhouse football programs. St. Joe's, Don Bosco, Bergen Catholic, you know, even even Paramus Catholic and St. Mary's and Pope Paul the the fifth and the eighth, whatever Paul was involved there, who knows? <laughs> but they're going to now say, you know, St. Joe's is going to go after a running back from Pennsylvania, and all of a sudden Bosco's going to come in and say, hey, listen, they're promising you a hundred thousand dollars. We'll get you a, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now all of a sudden they're going to be, you know. For years and years and years, the Catholic schools have been recruiting from the public schools. More kids are going to want to go to the private schools now, the Catholic schools, to get more money because I don't think it's going to happen at the public school level. I really don't think no, it will ever happen at the public school level. But remember this too, Jack, and, 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 and you, know, you know this as a college coach yourself. College these days is unbelievably expensive for tuition. And if you and oh, D3, for D3 whether it's a private school or or, or a state sponsored school it's unbelievably expensive so uh and it, nobody's talking about college getting cheaper in the years to come 
And if you've got yeah. a kid or several kids who want to go to college, you're watching all this as a mom or dad. So if a kid says, you know, there's interest in me from a D3 program, they won't offer me any money because uh, they can't at the D3 level. But uh, I, I am going to talk to the coach who say, well, what can you do for me in terms of NIL? Because I would like to make some money just to help, you know, e ease the burden on my parents while I go to school. I think that's a legitimate question, and again, that's the upside of all this, that, that well, geez, uh, let's, let's figure out a way where all these kids can share in, into the wealth. Now, again, early on when NIO was being debated, there was a discussion about, well, how, how do we do this so all the athletes on the team all share equally, because that made sense, but that, you know, that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, if, if you know, you know. You know, Rick, it's, it, it's one of the things that's very funny is that, I have a true belief that there's no bigger heart than the heart of a volunteer. And I always say to the coaches out there who are volunteering, if you're going to volunteer, volunteer the correct way. Mm -hmm. Learn the sport that you're going to coach. And there's no truer and there's no bigger heart than the heart of a D3 athlete. Because these people are paying to play their sport. So the love that they have to have. I mean, you know, I'm coaching at New Jersey City University, and I watch these girls work all year round they don't stop they lift they swim they 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 train they and it's just you know all year and they're not getting paid to play a sport yeah. they're not getting scholarship money that's you know, they might get a job at school yeah collection tickets and the basketball game but you know what it, it's going to be a crazy crazy thing to watch and be witness to you know these these youth kids are going to be saying hey well this club team wants me but he's going to give me fifty thousand dollars to wear a pizza t-shirt what, <laughs> what can you give to me yeah, you know? I mean, that's jack tough. that's that's what we're looking at and, and it may just be that's how this all plays out where, where the, the the purest athletes are those kids who play at the d3 level who as you say are working all year round to to excel uh, in their sport but they don't get paid for it and they're not getting any nil money as well um and let me but let me, if you're, you're going to do it but if you're going to do it right if you're going to do it let's do it right i agree i agree figure, agree. It, out. figure right. it out figure it out thanks jack let me get some other thanks, calls jack. appreciate the call let's uh, let's move quickly over to uh to brian up in cheshire connecticut brian good morning you're next up on the fan hey hey thanks for taking my call i, yeah. I couldn't like really like disagree more with this okay um, there's, there's a minimum wage in most states and no one wants to make minimum wage. Your, your tuition in this point in time is minimum wage. And some people don't even get a full tuition ride to play division one sports or two or three or anything. Right. And let them, let them make their money. Like if, if I had a child and well, I do have kids, but I want them to get the most out of anything. The same thing, like if you were an amateur, you know, we you're throwing out this word amateur. Yes. If you're a, a brand new entrepreneur starting a new company, you go to a venture capitalist to fund you yeah. and give you money. You want them to give you the most money possible. Yeah, but that that now we're into the world of business. We're still talking about what, 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 is college sports not business? Is well, Gino Auriemma not the highest paid? Connecticut, like, state person. I, Brian, we're on the it, same it page about that. It is but, a business. If it's in bus, we're candy enough. We'd all have a Merry Christmas, this, but money talks. 
that's how this whole thing started because in the last few years a bunch of college athletes said this is not fair and they said it because fair. Be, well i'm saying so, so the question is okay now we have nil there's no sort of like uh oversight of any of this so now we're having situations and i think you would agree if we're talking about business of recruiting the issue we're talking about is if i'm if i'm a if I'm the University of Texas and I want to make sure uh, I get out of the doldrums with my football program, I'm going to go and recruit the best athletes I can. And those athletes are already asking me, as I just mentioned before, well, I want a full scholarship. I also want to know how much money you're going to guarantee me you know, to do a couple of uh, autograph sessions or a couple of appearances at some charitable events. That sort of really? runs so counter to all this. And I'm not saying it's illegal because it's not illegal. But it just makes it a little bit jarring in terms of how this is going to play out in terms of those athletes who don't get those deals. That it's like saying like baseball doesn't have a a a cap on I know their it's, their, their thing. It's, it's good. It's, it's free good. agency. And you you just said you went to Mercy College, right? Like who's to say that like that there's some booster that isn't going to throw a ton of money to get a, yes. a good basketball yes. or football player? That's that could, good. That let me ask you. you said you had some kids. Do they play sports at all? Yes, one of them actually just won the national cheer tournament in Florida like three days ago. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's great. Now suppose suppose uh, I assume it's your daughter, right? Yes. Okay, so she's all excited, and uh, you know she's a, a terrific uh, cheerleader, and so on and so forth. Suppose somebody on her team cut a deal. Uh, with the local, I don't know, uh, car dealership uh, to get uh, $10,000 for doing some uh, appearances uh, and so on and so forth. Wouldn't your daughter feel a little bit like, well, I wish that were me? I mean, Are you the highest paid sports person at WFAN? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not. Exactly. Exactly. That, that is, that's our, our economy. I yeah, again, we're sort of going in circles, and I I appreciate your perspective on this, and and and, and thank you uh, thank you for your thoughts this morning, Brian. The point I'm trying to make is it's a little different once you go into the world of business, and what we've done now is by empowering NIL deals for all athletes, college, high school, travel, club, right down to middle school. Now we've entered the world of the business of free agency, and this is going to have all sorts of impacts. Many, many positive, because these kids are going to get a lot of money, some of them. A lot of them aren't. They're going to wonder how come they didn't have a chance to cash in. It may cause some real ripples along the way, and that's what we've been talking about this morning. But, you know, uh, this, is, this is where we are today. Again, we've used the expression many times on the show. It is the wild, wild west. Sure, it'd be nice to have somebody or some commission or some panel to oversee all this when it comes to our kids and sports and what's going to take place. All right. That's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge this morning. My thanks to Pat Boyle. Please, everybody, have a merry and have a very safe Christmas. I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Edge. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 